Hey everyone, welcome to the sixth Sunday of Easter here at St. Bart's. A quick reminder, be sure you have your bulletin, whether in hard copy or like us in electronic form. Um, that way you can participate uh, with us today. I'm also excited uh, to say that our very own Deacon Kirtley is with us today and he'll be preaching to us God's word. So be sure and uh, listen attentively to what the Lord is saying through Deacon Kirtley. I also want to say, in addition, that uh, we are sad to tell Kirtley and Iva goodbye. He has accepted a position at Portland Seminary where he, where he will be a professor of spiritual formation. And we know that uh, Kirtley and Iva are going to do wonderful things for the Lord in Portland, but we'll miss them as he's been with us for this season here at St. Bart. So welcome today. God bless you. And we'll begin our worship now. Alleluia, 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 Christ is risen. The Lord is risen indeed. Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. O Lord, open our lips. And our mouths shall proclaim your praise. O God, make speed to save us. O Lord, make haste to help us. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Praise the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. The Lord, Alleluia, the Lord is risen indeed. O come, let us adore him. Alleluia. Let us say together the words of the Pascha Nostrum. Alleluia, Christ our Passover has been sacrificed for us. Therefore, let us keep the feast, not with the old leaven, the leaven of malice and evil, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. Alleluia. Christ, being raised from the dead, will never die again. Death no longer has dominion over him. The death that he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. So also consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Jesus Christ our Lord. Alleluia. Christ has been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. For since by a man came death, by a man has come also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, so also in Christ shall all be made alive. Alleluia. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. The Lord is risen indeed. Oh, come, let us adore him. Alleluia. Bless our God, O peoples. Let the sound of his praise be heard. For you, O God, have tested us. You have tried us as silver is tried. You let men ride over our heads. We went through fire and through water. Yet you have brought us out to a place of abundance. That which my lips uttered and my mouth promised when I was in trouble. Come and hear all you who fear God and I will tell what he has done for my soul. 
If I had cherished iniquity in my heart, the Lord would not have listened. Blessed be God, because he has not rejected my prayer or removed his steadfast love from me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen.
Let us experience 
Today's first lesson is from Acts. So Paul, standing in the midst of the Areopagus, said, Men of Athens, I perceive that in every way you are very religious. For as I passed along and observed the objects of your worship, I found also an altar with this inscription, To the unknown God. What therefore you worship as unknown, this I proclaim to you. The God who made the world and everything in it, being Lord of heaven and earth, does not live in temples made by man. Nor is he served by human hands as though he needed anything, since he himself gives to all mankind life and breath and everything. And he made from one man every nation of mankind to live on all the face of the earth, having determined allotted periods and the boundaries of their dwelling place, that they should seek God and perhaps feel their way toward him and find him. Yet he is actually not far from each of us, for in him we live and move and have our being as even some of your own poets have said, for we are indeed his offspring. Being then God's offspring, we ought not to think that the divine being is like gold or silver or stone, an image formed by the art or imagination of man. The times of ignorance God overlooked, but now he commands all people everywhere to repent, because he has fixed a day on which he will judge the world in righteousness by a man whom he has appointed. And of this he has given assurance to all, by raising him from the dead. The word of the Lord. Our second reading for today is from the Gospel of John. If you love me, you will keep my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper to be with you forever, even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Yet a little while and the world will see me no more, but you will see me. Because I live, you also will live. And that day you will know that I am in the Father, and you in me, and I in you. Whoever has my commandments and keeps them, he it is who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. Judas, not Iscariot, said to him, Lord, how is it that you will manifest yourself to us and not to the world? Jesus answered him, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. Whoever does not love me does not keep my words, and the word that you hear is not mine, but the Father's who sent me. These things I have spoken to you while I am still with you. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. You heard me say to you, I am going away and I will come to you. If you loved me, you would have rejoiced 
because I am going to the Father, for the Father is greater than I. And now I have told you before it takes place, so that when it does take place, you may believe. I will no longer talk much with you, for the ruler of this world is coming. He has no claim on me, but I do as the Father has commanded me, so that the world may know that I love the Father. Rise, let us go from here. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please be seated for the sermon. Please pray with me. Father, I thank you that we can come and open your word. Now I pray that the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart may be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our redeemer. Amen. Good morning, St. Bart's. Uh, it's a pleasure to be with you today virtually. Uh, on as we're all separated and in our homes. I want to just thank uh, Father Chris and Father Jay for the opportunity to come and to share. Uh, it is indeed a blessing. Let me start with this. Uh, just this week, I talked to uh, my best friend, Dexter, who lives in Toronto, Canada. And Dex, as I call him, uh, was telling me about how he is teaching his son, Cole, how to ride a bike. And so he's taking his son up and down the street, and he's by his side as he's uh, teaching him how to ride. And he told me this interesting part. He told me that, that there's this incline, there's this hill right near their home. And when Cole gets to the hill, he kind of sends him off, right, kind of by himself. And, and he notices that, that when Cole gets to the hill, he stops pedaling and the momentum slows down, and he begins to fall. Uh, he begins to kind of slide back. And so Dex goes up to Cole and says, son, why are you, uh, why are you stopping pedaling, right? Like, why are you uh, stopping as you're going up the hill? You need to continue going. And Cole tells him, father, he says, I'm scared of the hill. He says, I'm scared to go up this hill by myself. I'm afraid that you're no longer with me. And so Dex does what any good father does. Dex comes beside his son, actually behind him, puts his hand on his back and leads his son up this hill that he's afraid of. And, and, and that sense of presence gives Cole the assurance and the confidence to continue on up the hill. And in a similar way, this is the same type of fear of abandonment that lurks underneath the surface of our gospel reading. Though we are in this season of Eastertide, we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus, we have to remember that the words of our gospel lesson are from the farewell discourse, John 13 through uh, 17, 14 through 17 rather, and are spoken on the eve of his betrayal. After sharing a meal with his disciples and offering them an example of love and service, Jesus is now preparing to leave his disciples. He's, he's preparing to leave and he's so preparing them for his departure. After years of, of following Jesus, after months of seeing him do the impossible, after an extended time of experiencing his 
presence and power, he is about to leave his disciples and they are afraid. And if we were to, to read back, right, at, to the end of, of the last chapter, we would see Peter bemoaning, Lord, where are you going? Why can't I follow you? John chapter 13. Earlier in this chapter, John chapter 14, in last week's gospel lesson, Thomas exclaims, Lord, we don't know where you're going. Uh, how can we know the way? Then just a few verses later in chapter 14, Philip joins in on the chorus and he says, if you are going, leave then at least to us. If you're going to go, then at least leave to us. Show us the Father that that will be enough for us, Jesus, if you're going to go. Show us the Father. That will be enough. They are afraid that their hopes for restored Israel will be dashed. They are afraid that, that with his departure goes his power. They are afraid of losing the comfort of his presence. They are afraid that just at the moment when they need him most, he will not be there. They are afraid of being left to endure the now uncertain future all by themselves. They are afraid. They are afraid. And in this, this moment, we understand them all too well, don't we? We live in this broken world where its unpredictability and uncertainty can cause us to be fearful about life in general and about the future in particular. Right now, we, we live with this, this crazy COVID-19 time that has produced so much illness and death and causing all of us to be separated and isolated from one another. And so it's natural perfectly natural for us to experience feelings of loss and loneliness and fear. As human beings who have a, a who are created, right, for, for, for social interaction, as human beings who are created for community, we simply have a limited mental and emotional capacity when faced with the prospect or the reality of being left alone, right? We, we, it's perfectly natural. There's nothing for us to be ashamed about. We are fragile creatures. And that fear of being left alone or isolated, that fear of facing uncertainty by ourselves can shake the foundation of our faith. And so like the disciples, it can, it can disturb our sense of safety and security. And because we cannot see Jesus with our eyes and we cannot touch Jesus with our hands, we are tempted in times of distress to conclude that he is not with us and that he has left us to face our perils alone. But our gospel lesson proclaims Father Jay a different reality. For our Lord Jesus promises to send us the Holy Spirit, and in so doing, he assures us of his continued power and his presence. When you have time, I invite you to go back and read uh, John chapter 14, our gospel passage. A few things. First, the Lord Jesus promises to send the Holy Spirit, the third member of the Trinity, to come by or alongside us, to come by us, 
and to come alongside us. Verse 16 says, I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate, another helper to be with you forever. The word in the Greek for advocate is parakletos, which literally means the one who is called to another's side. One commentary describes the paraclete uh, idiomatically as the one who mothers us. Or as in one language in Central Africa, it's, it's described as the one who, upon finding an individual collapse on the side of the road, kneels down beside the victim, cares for their needs, and carries them to safety. This is the paraclete. This is the Holy Spirit that Jesus promises to send us. And in fact, he, he, in his sending, this is the promise, and in fact, this Holy Spirit, this, this another advocate, as he says, another meaning like, uh, uh, another of like of kind, right? This other, uh, this other advocate to be alongside us, to help us, and to lead us into all truth, that truth being Jesus. That's the first thing. The Holy Spirit, this advocate comes beside us, is, is alongside us, by us. But second, our Lord Jesus promises that the Holy Spirit will not only come alongside us, but will also be with us and in us. This is in part what the Apostle Paul is getting at in our first uh, lesson when he says, the God who made the world and everything in it does not live in shrines made of human hands, for in him we live and move and have our being. Through the Holy Spirit, the Creator God lives in us. This is the only way, right, that, that, that we can live our lives in accordance to, to the ways of God. It's the only way that we can keep God's commands to love and obey his teachings or to do the greater things that he's called us to do. Jesus promises to send the Holy Spirit to live inside of us individually and corporately and so that we might be drawn into intimate relationship with the triune God, the Holy Spirit dwelling in us unites us in fellowship to the Father and the Son. But finally, if Jesus sends the Holy Spirit to be alongside us in order to help us and to lead us into truth and with us and in us in order to revive us and unite us to the Father and the Son, then it also means that Jesus never leaves us. Verse 18 says, I will not leave you orphaned. Why? Because, because we are his children. And this takes us all the way back, right, to, to the beginning of, of, of St. John's Gospel, where he says, but to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Jesus is like this, this, this good parent who never abandons his children. The foggy future does not frighten him. Our faltering faith does not alarm him. He tells his disciples both then and now, I will not abandon you. I will come 
to you. How? Through the Holy Spirit who comes alongside us to guide us. Through the Holy Spirit who dwells with and in us to enliven our souls and unite us to the Father and the Son. This, this is a, is a mystery. Speaking about this, my favorite uh, uh, spiritual writer, Henry Nouwen says, the great mystery of the divine revelation is that God entered into intimacy with us, not only by Christ's coming, but also by his leaving. And this is not a, a theoretical matter either, either right? This is, this is a spiritual reality that has allowed the saints throughout history, from the early church to, to, to the Middle Ages, to Bonhoeffer, to Martin Luther King, right? To endure hardship and persecution, prison, even death, because they sensed a supernatural, mystical presence that was guiding them and in them. He will not leave you and me alone. He will not leave us to face our perils. Yes, we might be frightened from time to time. Yes, we may be facing an uncertain future. Yes, our faith might not be what, what it should be, right? Or what we want it to be. Yes, we might uh, be living alone or isolated or socially distanced. But none of that changes the true reality. And the true reality is this. Jesus never leaves us. He sends the Holy Spirit to be alongside us to be with us and in us, he comes to us. So in the promise and coming of the Holy Spirit, the presence and power of Jesus are extended beyond the empty grave. Resurrection and new creation can take place each and every single day within us as we learn to trust and submit to the God who never leaves us because he lives within us individually and corporately as his church. And I want you to see the type of peace that embracing this new reality brings. Notice that at the end of the gospel lesson, Jesus says, arise, let us go from here. As if to say, let us go. Uncertainty is coming, darkness is coming, Gethsemane is coming, Calvary is coming, but you can make the journey in peace because I will never leave you. Even after I ascend, I will send the Holy Spirit to be in you and with you alongside you. So as I close this week, I wanna invite you into the peace that God the Father and the Son has already made available to you and me. Though the future is uncertain, Jesus' presence is not. Though, the, though we may be separated and, and, and socially distant and, and, and some of us isolated, the truth is we are not alone. Like Dexter's presence with his hand behind his son, our Lord through the Holy Spirit, is with us, guiding us, protecting us, living within us. And so we trust that he's with us all the way. Pray with me.
Father, in this next coming week, may we continue to trust your unseen hand. May we live with the sure peace that you are indeed with us, never leaving us. And we thank you in your holy name, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we pray. Now let us affirm our faith by saying together the words of the Nicene Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is visible and invisible. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father, through him all things were made for us and for our salvation. He came down from heaven, was incarnate from the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, and was made man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is worshiped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show your mercy upon us. And grant us your salvation. O Lord, guide those who govern us. And lead us in the way of justice and truth. Clothe your ministers with righteousness. And let the people sing with joy. O Lord, save your people. Give peace in our time, O Lord. Defend us by your mighty power. Let not the needy, O Lord, be forgotten. Create in us clean hearts, O God. And take not your Holy Spirit from us. O God, you have prepared for those who love you such good things as surpass our understanding. Pour into our hearts such love towards you, that we, loving you in all things and above all things, may obtain your promises which exceed all that we can desire. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. O God, our King, by the resurrection of your Son, Jesus Christ, on the first day of the week, conquered sin and put to death flight and gave us the hope of everlasting life. Redeem all our days by this victory. Forgive our sins, banish our fears, make us bold to praise you and to do your will 
and steel us to wait for the consummation of your kingdom on the last great day. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. And Lord Jesus Christ, you stretched out your arms of love on the hardwood of the cross, that everyone might come within the reach of your saving embrace. So clothe us that we, reaching forth our hands in love, may bring those who do not know you to the knowledge and love of you for the honor of your name. Amen. Take a moment now, and as Deacon Curtly preached to us, be still and quiet. Take some big, deep breaths in and out and acknowledge the presence of God with you. Acknowledge the paraclete, the Holy Spirit, alongside you and within you. now with that knowledge and that reminder, that palpable sense of God's presence in us and with us, pray for God's mercy in this global pandemic. Pray for frontline workers, people in the medical field, people doing research and tests and laboratories to create a vaccine grocery store workers, delivery workers, critical infrastructure workers. Lord, have mercy on all these. Strengthen them, protect them. And we pray, we beg you, Lord, to bring to a close this crisis. Pray for those who have been affected financially through this crisis. For all who have lost jobs, Lord, have mercy. For all who are not sure where their next meals are coming from, Lord, have mercy. For those who have no hope, Lord, have mercy. And now pray for those who are struggling mentally and emotionally because of this season. Comfort. Lord, those who are sick. Heal, Lord, those who struggle in mind and body, especially with depression, fear, anxiety, unwanted, morbid thoughts. We pray, O holy God, have mercy. And now let us conclude our prayers on page seven as we say together, the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, your unworthy servants, give you humble thanks for all your goodness and loving kindness to us and to all whom you have made. We bless you for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for your immeasurable love in the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we pray, give us such an awareness of your mercies that with truly thankful hearts, we may show forth your praise, not only with our lips, but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to your service and by walking before you 
in holiness and righteousness all our days, through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with you and the Holy Spirit be honor and glory throughout all ages. Amen. Almighty God, you have given us grace at this time with one accord to make our common supplications to you. You've promised through your well-beloved Son that when two or three are gathered together in his name, you will grant their requests. Fulfill now, O Lord, our desires and petitions as may be best for us, granting us in this world knowledge of your truth and in the age to come life everlasting. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. And now, may the God of hope, who does not leave us as orphans, but gives us his very self, his Holy Spirit, give you all hope in this season of resurrection. May he bring you healing and wisdom and hope. And may the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be upon you now and remain with you forevermore. Amen. Alleluia. Christ is risen from the dead, trampling down death by death, and upon those in the tombs bestowing life, Alleluia. God bless you, St. Bart's. We hope to see you soon.